0: Hi, this is Jack Tester. Welcome to another episode here of Leadership Lounge. I'm in St. Paul, Minnesota. Kind of an overcast day, but it's bright in my office because I have Bobby Hamilton sitting across the desk from me. How are you doing, Bobby? I'm fantastic. How are you? Good. Bobby is uh, a full time next star trainer, and uh you're actually sitting observing one of our install management classes that you'll be helping to assist the instruction of that on a go forward basis. So thank you for doing that. Absolutely. So we it's grabbed my you. Yes, we grabbed you for uh, your foregoing lunch right now to to have a chat with us. Indeed. All right. So, Bobby, let's talk real quick. First, uh, um, a lot of people know you, a lot of people don't. Um, You are a
1: licensed plumber. Indeed. How did you get in the business? Uh, I was born that way. Tell me more. (laughs) Third generation plumber Uh, from as long as I can remember that when I was I can only remember being around plumbers. The shop was actually my parents' house. It was just our garage. Okay. And so every morning there were plumbers over. A few years later when we, they moved into a proper building or shop. Yeah. My first paying job was to cut copper for scrap. Okay. And I made six and a half cents an hour because that's what my dad got paid when he was a kid. Well, by the end of the week, <laughs> I had negotiated all the way up to 25 cents an hour. Boy, you are a heck of a negotiator. I'm pretty shrewd. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So you've been so you just it was just kind of but um
1: so you just decided to just follow in your father's footsteps? Yeah, so not exactly. I mean, there's a lot of lots of yo-yos along the way from the only thing I ever wanted to be was a plumber to I'm absolutely never going to be a plumber. I'm going to go to college to become anything except a plumber. And then midway through college, I realized I definitely, definitely want to be a plumber. So, Okay. I, uh, so you went
0: away for a while and kind of
1: realized that was more in line than... Yeah. I yeah. was always apprenticing. I was always training. I was always... It was the best paying summer job I could get. Yeah. So I stuck with it mostly for the money. And then I realized part of the way through college that I was going to make way more money as a plumber than I was with anything I was going to college for. Right. So I said, well, this is dumb. I'm going to go be a plumber. So I did. Okay. Awesome. Awesome.
0: So a long line of plumbers. Uh, so, you went, so you not only became a plumber, but then you weren't, went to work for your
1: father. Is that yes. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that was always kind of a big part of the draw was getting to work with my family. My dad yeah. is like the coolest dude on the planet. He is, so, pre- he is pretty cool. He's an uh, awesome dude. I really, really loved that opportunity and
0: your dad uh, bob hamilton senior you're bob hamilton jr is that right yes all right he has got a sign in his office i've been there a number of years ago that said world's greatest plumber
1: oh yeah right he does i mean he's not modest no <laughs> not <for> sure. <laughs> well is <a laughs> that was a that was a moniker from his sister that uh okay. our sister his my aunt jenny i guess Decided that he was the world's greatest plumber, made him a little plaque, and he said, well, now it's official because I have a plaque. <laughs> That's awesome. So.
0: so you went to work as a plumber for your father and and, and Bob Hamilton Plumbing and Heating uh-huh. in Kansas City.
1: Is that right? Yeah. Definitely. And what year did you start there? I started full-time, so it depends how you count it. I either have 36 years of experience or 16. So 16 mm-hmm. after college, let's just say? 16 after college, yeah. Got Once it. I went full-time would have been... 16 years ago, whatever Okay. was. So describe some of the
0: roles that you you did at Bob Hamilton Plumbing and Heating over the years. Just kind of give us a quick, if you will, almost like a resume of yeah. your, your jobs
1: there. Yeah. So um, I d- had always worked there. I did the apprentice thing for a while. I worked for my grandpa for a while. Was a ditch man on a sewer crew for a little bit. Yeah. Worked my way up. Then I did a lot of drain cleaning. I just did evening and weekends. We didn't have evening and weekend work at that time, but mm-hmm. we started advertising it. Yeah, And so I just started taking people's on-call shifts and borrowing trucks. And then I took like the crummiest van in the fleet and turned it into my van. And then all of a sudden, we started doing a lot of weekend work, and yeah. it was good. Then I moved into management, where I kind of jumped straight into kind of an office manager, service manager role. It was a pretty small company at that time. Yeah. And then my sister came back from college. She also had gone away to work anywhere except the family business and came back, and I immediately was like, wait a minute, you're way better at this managing stuff than I am. Okay. So I'm going to head out because I had also been to a class recently where I learned how to sell sewers. Okay in Seattle in 2008 from this old, old guy named Jack. And uh, it was awesome, and it changed my life because then I went back and I started the sewer department, and I went and said, I'm going to do sewer sales. Uh So I did sewer sales for a few years, and then I moved into managing the sales and install department of that. Okay. And that's – oh, then I did just training. Okay, training for the company. Training for the company. Training and recruiting was my last job there. Okay, so you worked in a –
0: very, I mean, the very definition of a family business, owned by your father. Oh, yeah. You had a sister there. Uh-huh. You had, by the time you left Bob Hamilton, you had three brothers there, too, right? Three
1: brothers, two brother-in-laws. Oh, that's right. And yeah. a sister. Yeah. And dad, and that was it. Well, that's a lot. So, yeah. Of course, you're one of, what, 11 or 13 or... Uh, you kids. went all around it. I am the oldest of 12 kids, yeah, so I have 11 siblings. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, you have an awesome family and awesome parents. And uh, you left a really awesome business because Bob Hamilton was a, one of the most successful companies in Nexstar. Huge business now. They went from your dad's garage up to, uh, I don't know what they're doing, and we don't want to get into those numbers, but hundreds of employees and yeah. just the, the biggest, baddest company in Kansas City. So you guys are awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, there's some other pretty great next art companies are. in Kansas there are. City too. I but, say, uh,
0: one of the biggest baddest. Okay. But
1: uh, it is. Uh, it was pretty fun. It was a really cool place to work. Yeah. Awesome. But you left. So I did. Tell us about why you
0: left, and then the the, the purpose of this podcast and a broad scope is I want to talk about what it's like working in a family business now that you've got some distance from that. So that's where we're headed yeah. with this, right? And yeah. uh, we're going to loop back to that in a second here, but. But go ahead and talk about um,
1: how you decided to exit Bob Hamilton. As as briefly as I can possibly put it, it was I had been, I'd picked up and I was serving as a member trainer for a while. I was training just the sewer sales class. And at first, I was only doing a couple classes a year. It was great, it was a nice, light workload. Then I started to pick up and I started to do a lot more events. And I found that I wasn't really doing as well as I could at either one of the jobs. It wasn't that I was doing a bad job at either one of them, but I knew that I was going to be a lot more effective if I focused on one. So I told my dad that I was going to quit training or at least step way back. And he said, well, you're an idiot if you do that. If you're going to quit a job, you should quit this one because that's what you're really good at and that's what you love to do. And I, and, I you, was, and you love training more than operating a. So I do sewer love car. training, and I loved training and recruiting when I was with Dad. I loved working with Dad, but this yeah. is this was always kind of something that was always on my horizon. Yeah. This was always in my sights. Being an next Star yeah. trainer was something I really wanted to do. Right. But I was just shocked that he was amazing enough to say, "Yeah, go do that." Yeah. I thought for sure he'd be like, "Oh, sweet, you're staying with me," rather than right. like letting me go. Right. It was kind of awesome. That, that is so, awesome. He's pretty neat.
0: So we got the green light to uh, to uh, to talk to you about working here, and that all worked out. And you've been here for how long now as a member child? Um, it's Full a, time. not quite two years. A little bit over a year and a yeah. half, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Right. So what I want to do now is, so you've been at Nextar, you've been kind of removed, you got an awesome relationship with your family, and every family's got its dynamics, and I don't know yours, we don't want to go there, but everybody has them, right? Mm -hmm. Even an awesome family like you. Um, Yours, I should say. But you were the son of a very successful small business owner. Yeah. The oldest son of a very successful small business owner. The first person to work in that business. And it's interesting for for me for, for us, I think, and for myself at least, for you to reflect back on your time you were there, to the things that, that jammed you up, to the things that went through your head, the things that maybe it was beliefs you had, maybe it was some conflict. Um, I'd like you to speak to that. So um, I don't know how to ask that question different, but as you, if you, as you step away from it now yeah, with enough space, and uh, if you had to go back... What would you do or think differently? How would you start that?
1: The number one thing that I would do differently is definitely appreciate the fact that everything was as awesome as it really was. Okay. There's a lot of times that I would get pretty stressed out and just... and I I think I see this a lot with a lot of owners and managers. Yeah. That like what we're doing is so critically important. And that it affects so many other people. And that it's a really cool opportunity to do it, but it definitely can wear on you a lot. Yeah. And I don't think that I appreciated the people that I was around on a regular basis enough. Okay. Um, And that's something that I try and do now. And now I do that in my current job and just with my whole family in general. Why didn't you? I just – I felt like I had kind of failed my way to where I was. Oh. oh. Like – Tell me more. Yeah. Like, I quit college. I kind of took the easy way I, – I started thinking, like, oh, I took the easy way out. Maybe I, I passed some opportunities. Was this really what I should have done? Okay. Like, what else could I have been? Like, I could have gone to law school or something like that that would have – been a totally different path and things that like, i have no interest in going to law school that's not real that's not me but i still had these weird self-doubty things it's like wait did i really accomplish this or am i just bob's kid oh because it there was a job for you right? yeah it was just this is here and so i just i did the safe thing the path of least resistance or without like? a doubt yeah and i just and, and how did that mess with your head I just looked at well, all of my friends were they successful? They seemed happy, and I whether or not it was true or not, I just they're messed up too, Bob. By the way, it, precisely. Right? I see that now, yeah. Yeah. but like a few years ago when I was when I was in it, I was I, get I was it. emotionally struggling with a lot of like my own value to the company, and am I even good at my job? Okay, am I just an imposter? Oh man, I get I get that. That's awesome that sure. you share
0: that. So what did, so as you, so you had this distance away. Um, was any of that true, or was it all in your
1: head? Oh, it was all imaginary. Yeah, yeah. So looking back, I was pretty good at what I did, and I really, really loved it. So
0: Bob, let's, let's just to give some perspective here, <laughs> yeah. when you started focusing on sewers at Bob Hamilton, how much annual revenue of sewer replacements were you doing back in?
1: Two thousand eight. We did one hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars. And when you left, how much were you doing? We were almost to seven million. Yeah, I don't know how many
0: people listening to this are doing more sewer repairs than that on an annualized basis. It's if there are many, that's I can count them on one hand. So that's quite an accomplishment. But that didn't. That wasn't enough, huh? Yeah, no, because I, I know other people helped. It wasn't just Bobby. I know that. I mean, you're a very yeah. inclusive man. No, you know, yeah. was Technicians I, I'm, and good backhoe
1: operators and salespeople and all that stuff. I for know sure, yeah. We just had to eliminate bottlenecks. I had to stop being the bottleneck. Once I stopped being the bottleneck, and that was actually from my brother-in-law, who I didn't want to hire, because my dad told me that they just hired my brother-in-law, and then I found out that that meant like, to be my boss. So I was kind of freaking out. And what he did was he showed me that I was holding the whole company back by not letting go of it. So, got it. And uh, as soon as I started to let go and to trust other people and to do things, and the stuff that I learned from people with no experience that I had judged as "oh, you're from outside this industry, what can you possibly know," yeah. that turned out to completely change my life. Yeah. And then I started to just shut up and listen.
0: So it's interesting. So th- this this whole imposter syndrome—you'd fail your way into where you were—that kind of kind of hit your. I guess it hit your self esteem, didn't it? Oh, for sure. I mean, that's—is that what we're going to? Your identity was that of a. It did of a of
1: a son of an owner who's successful, and I'm just kind of along for the ride. I mean, I'm. Tr- that was it, and then my younger sister is the one that's thriving in the business and she's clearly the GM. She obviously understands business itself better than I did. yeah she's can she's a wizard on Excel and I can barely turn on my computer <laughs> and I am like just I'm judging myself against her, her and all of my other siblings that are doing so well in the company and I'm like, man, yeah. I'm not what am I bringing to the table here? I'm just gonna keep up and show up and survive. Every day and hope that I'd, no one notices. And I was like, am the only reason am I still employed? Because Bob's my dad. Like, would he have fired me if I was just some guy off the street? Yeah. Wow. So bothered me a, a lot, a lot. I guess, I so. guess, I
0: guess. <laughs> that is really transparent. And, that's, uh, and, I, and I have no doubt that, uh, that other people in a similar situation have some of those same things. So what, would, what advice if you, if you were still in the business right now? right? And you yeah. still felt that way. And now that you've removed yourself from it, what advice
1: would you give yourself now? Ooh, that's tricky. Um, gratitude. Okay. That's it. I keep coming back to that. And it actually... Would that, would that have then made you feel better about, about some of the,
0: the self-esteem things? I or, think so. Okay. Because
1: I think that I would have appreciated a lot more of what was going on around me. And I think appreciating myself a lot more. Yeah. And this is actually funny because it's happened at a, uh, I've never told you this story. Okay. You okay tell, here. Yeah. So you, you were part of it though. Oh, um, I was training a sewer sales class up here not very long ago. And one of the people, we always do a training. We always write the, on the post-it note, people write the questions that we're going to get to right. later. And someone wrote, what do you do if you're just burned out? Okay. and that like hit me hard cuz i was like well shoot i am burned out this is was this before you worked here this is before i was full time here okay yeah, yeah it makes me feel better right. okay right <laughs> I mean, now i'm responsible for that it's yeah. a member trainer i could care less but oh. no, i'm just kidding <laughs> Go ahead. So, but uh, you actually, we were talking, it, it happened like right after we had just done the 5 right after we had yeah. just done the morning routine. Uh-huh. And we had just talked about gratitude. And because I showed you the question and I was like, what do you think about this? And you go, well, I think you kind of answered it with what we just talked about, that gratitude. And right. Right. that was, I think that's the only path to fighting burnout and to being excited every day about what it is that you're doing. And realizing that yes, there's, I'm not very good at a lot of things, but I can trick my sister into building some awesome Excel spreadsheets for me, and then all I got to do is type the numbers in. And hey, look, I'm a manager now. <laughs> that's a talent because your sister's tough. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, so,
0: that's awesome. So it was you'd go back and just be grateful for where you were. Yeah, and the the skills that you have. Exactly. Right, and the people you're with.
1: Yeah, right. and Knowing that everybody around me, we're all in this together. Yeah. We, I get so stressed out with all of my technicians and my installers and customer complaints. Because when you're in the office, you, of course, never ever get to hear from the happy people. Right. So that's right. not any more enjoyable. Right. Um, I think that was the hardest move for me now that I'm thinking about it. What's that? Was moving from sales into the office. That's when you struggled the most? That was when I struggled the most. Why is that? Because the office was a whole new trade, it was a whole new craft. Okay. Sales, talking to people, hanging out with people. Everybody's happy. Everybody loves you. It's fun. In the field as a salesman, as you're a technician. You're winning. Yeah. yeah. Like you're winning. You're putting up numbers. You can see it. It's measurable. There's a
0: tangible thing you do at the end of every day. So yeah. I, I did. I put
1: that in. Well, right. I love this story of like the, whether it's chopping wood or like, yeah, that's what it was. They, they had a guys uh, paying 25 bucks an hour, chop wood all day long. And so guys show up day after day after day and they keep coming back for 25 bucks an hour this is a sweet gig you're chopping wood you're making stacks you see what's going on you move into management though and it's like when they pull the wood away and say hey just hit this bag over and over again 25 dollars an hour second day no one shows up because you don't get to see your stack of wood awesome so like you've got Everything you're doing, you're not measuring your accomplishments as yeah. nearly as concretely and as quickly. Yeah, it's measured over months and years right. and percentages. Right. It's not in today's. Right. I sold this. Right. Right. So, so that was tough. That was tough. That was probably the hardest part.
0: Oh, I can get that. Did you ever get through it, or is it? Did you leave kind of still feeling that way? No,
1: I actually did. And so, another thing that I started to do was I realized that it one of the things I'd learned was about eliminating my bottlenecks and not being my own bottleneck. Yeah. So every time I moved positions in the shop, the first thing that I would do is identify my replacement. Okay. And then I knew that I was grooming and a fortunately replacement. Fortunately, your dad was siring all these, p- these, <laughs> these people, right? <laughs>
0: Twelve of them in, yeah. in queue. So a heck of a recruiting program Bob had. But yeah. I'm
1: sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're good, <laughs> Uh yeah, I would just find out who's gonna take this job over for me, who's gonna be good at this, and then I would go yeah. have to learn a new job. And then that became fun for me was deliberately making the company grow by identifying what the next position's gonna need to be, filling it and then ultimately filling it. Right. With not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got a couple things here. Yeah, you know,
0: that you've talked about. Um, so you know, you talked about some of the the, the things you felt about failing into where you were and this whole idea of, of not feeling that you're doing anything tangible, you mm-hmm. know, in the business when you went into management, not seeing the result of your work, yeah. right? And and that was a struggle. Um, and I guess you probably matured to a point where you could probably handle that better today if you were to go back and talk to that young Bobby that was the manager then that was feeling this sense oh, of... Oh, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be awesome? If you could do that? Well, there's a young Bobby listening to this that that feels some of that right now. Yeah. You know. So let's let maybe let's hang out there just a little bit more because I'm not sure we we ran that all the way down. Mm-hmm. Um, so this idea that 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 how did you get because you know management isn't about what you do, it's about how you equip others to do amazing things, and then somehow having to leap into not in a selfish way, but but recognize your value every day and what others are getting done because of help you're giving or advice you've. Provided or getting out of the way, or however you want to view that, right? Because you, it's not like a you're a personal personal performer anymore, right? Yeah. So, can you clarify that a little bit. Well, no, I'm just saying that 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 you got the, you got there where you are seeing, you you are feeling uh, job satisfaction through the success of others, not just in what you were accomplishing, right? You were yeah. promoting yes. them. I say yeah, you're, you're helping to
1: promote them, but even even without promoting them, you're helping them become. Successful. Yes, right. That was the coolest. That was the that was another tough thing when it came to leaving here. Uh, here. Was to to come here. Oh, to come, uh, to come to, to from, from leaving Dad's company. Uh, to move to NextStar was I was really worried. I had had this whole team that I'd built. Like we were up. We had well over a hundred technicians, and we were at a spot where I was like, I can't leave these guys. Like I recruited them. I trained yeah. them. I right. brought them in. Like these are my family. Yeah, and. I'm walking away, and oh. that was weird. That was a little bit hard, but they. I realized that I would be able to hopefully be that much more influential by t- having a little bit broader reach through NextStar. Yeah, and they, they're not they're not abandoned. They're, they're not depending on me. I was able right. to you've equipped them to right. set them up. Yeah, and to succeed, and then wander on.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, what else, Bob? You know, as you think back on, on that transition you had, or that, or no, I should say that experience you had. I should say, in a family business, you touched on something else, and I'll, I'll I'll address it, even though, the old sibling rivalry, birth order. Oh yeah, you got that whole that whole thing because you you know your sister is extraordinarily talented, right? Mm-hmm. And you have very talented brothers too. I've met yeah, you know, I've met all. 14 or 27 of them, but I've met a bunch of them, right, and they're all quality people. But how did that work? How did the whole brothers, you were always the oldest, now you're sisters, and you've got Hunter, and you got John, and you got all these other
1: folks in there. I realized pretty early on that they were just getting better as they went. Okay. So I wasn't probably ever going to be the top. Um, Is that tough for the oldest child to come to that? Uh, No, joking. But um, I'm obviously the oldest, the smartest, and the best looking, so... I have those things to lean on. Clearly, the most delusional too. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's my all-time favorite line. If only I had a little humility, I'd be perfect. <laughs> so, awesome. Um, yeah, it was weird because I didn't like. I was pretty jealous of like Amy doing it, but yeah. I also was very clear very early on, and I actually learned it from a financial planner when I first started like four hundred one k planning. Yeah, and he said he said, "Hey, your dad's going to have this business, and he's got a lot of kids younger than you." And just because you work in this business does not mean that you deserve ownership of this business. It's well, your parents' nice business. Hear, that's nice to hear that from an outsider. So did you
0: have an entitlement thought?
1: I kind of did. Like, did yeah. I should like, hey, I'm the one that works here. Like, look at me. Like, I'm so I'm going to work I for got family the family business. Name. Yeah. yeah, and they're all gonna go off and do whatever they want and go live all these dreams that I like didn't do, even though I didn't have them because being a plumber was really what I actually wanted to do. But still, it was in my head. Yeah, just regretting. And I knew, like, my brother, who's 15 years old now, deserves no more or no less of the company than I did just because I chose to work there. I got paid well. I I did well. I got it. And so I didn't really have that much entitlement. And actually, once I moved into the office and I saw how amazing my sister really, really was, I didn't have a a whole lot of it because I did know she was... Okay. Pretty awesome.
0: So you had her eyes wide open there. She's a talented person, and that doesn't mean you're less than. It just means she's got certain skills. Right. right? And, and I desires. Did, that took me a while, but I did yeah. know she was good. That took you a while, though. It did take a while. So you did time. have, so let's just say this, yep. let's just be real clear. By the time you left, you didn't have any entitlement,
1: but when you got there, you probably did. I did. And then there was some, some issues you had to work through, right? When she first moved into the office and I realized she was better for the job, I ducked out because I knew if I didn't do it, I was going to be in trouble. I was pretty, like, bummed out that she was that much better than me. Oh, really? That's awesome. But we got over it. That's awesome, though, that you say that, you know. That's cool. It was just a better fit for her. Yeah. But now I could run circles around her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I know your sister. I know you. I don't... Yeah, I so, just gonna say no, yeah. no, um, like I couldn't.
1: Totally different, but yeah. uh, we're we're a good, uh, good team. I know you are. I know you are.
0: Well, this is awesome, and this is awesome self reflection. I, I appreciate that. I was sitting there uh, thinking about you and, and your journey to, to get here at Next and, and uh, that's awesome. So tell us what it's like, just real quick, and we'll probably end with this. Right. On. Uh, what's it like to be an Next Star trainer? I'm starting to talking to the CEO and x stars, but I want you to be
1: transparent. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Um, It's awesome. It's uh, I really, really love it. This is what I've always wanted to do. But there's definitely like things that I weren't prepared for moving into this. Was like it's kind of uh, before like. I'm going to work with the same people every day. Yeah. I'm seeing the same people yeah. every day. Yeah. I've got these relationships, even if I don't talk to them for two weeks. Right, they're still I'm still around right. people and familiarity. The buzz and yeah, the, yeah. And even when it's stressful, it's it's known and it's consistent. But then you're out on the road all the time, and it's pretty lonely because yeah. even when you meet people, they're new people. Yeah, and you've got all of a sudden thirty to seventy new best friends in the room, and they're every single one of them is awesome and I love training the class, but it's still not as familiar. Yeah. So it, that would be my only thing on the downside. Yeah. But other than that, just the opportunity to work in this industry is what matters to me more than anything else. Really. This industry is huge for me. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. I, yeah, there's a whole bunch of long stories there, but we got to probably keep this within some kind of confines.
0: Well, no, but. I mean, I think that'd be. I, I can I, as you reflect on whether you want to say anything else, I'm just tell you that 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 you know when you have a a good work environment like you had at Bob Hamilton, yeah, and you enjoy and and I think you know even in a a weird company, you know if you can carve out your little piece of it that's functional and fun. Yeah. That's you know you might not like everybody there, and I worked for a huge company before I came back to NextStar, and there's a whole bunch of it I didn't like, yeah. right? But I I found that the people that I directly work with every day, and a lot of them are now here at NextStar, which is cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and they, I, I and then when I left that company, it was like a big part of me died. Like yeah. I I remember I used to have a routine where I'd call these GMs in the morning. And that was like a highlight of my day. It wasn't yeah. just to beat them up on numbers, but I wanted to see how they're doing and all that. You and I, tell me how much you really enjoyed beating them I up I on did, numbers, though. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: did. Okay. I have yeah. met you. Yeah. yeah. It was
0: pretty awesome. But, <laughs> but there was other parts of it, too. And, uh, you know, and, and I remember when I left, like when 9 o'clock in the morning would come by, it was like there's this big hole in my life waiting, not having that anymore. Yeah. And I was working from home then, just like you are. hmm Right? And uh, that was bizarre. And you really come to appreciate if you have good people at work and you're a good person that are that are engaging those people, that's a big part of your life. Yeah. And when that's gone, it's it's tough. It is. So I totally get working from home, being on the road, seeing new people, and that's awesome. That's invigorating. It, yeah. it has its benefit, but you're not seeing, hey, Bill, how you doing last night? You know, that, that kind of routine that you you, you built there. Right? Yeah.
1: Even if you hate them, it's still comfortable. <laughs> well, I'm not going to agree with that. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to agree with,
1: you know, the, the I'm miserable, uh,
0: don't, <laughs> you know, if it's miserable, you know, maybe you're the problem, maybe you're not. But in your case, I, I know you are additive to whatever you're doing there. So, um, so I, I, I told you my view of, of that same thing. You were going to offer another story or is that? Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe for, maybe for another okay. day. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Then. Yeah. Okay. Well, Bob, you've been awesome. Um, what you're doing for this industry is great. Thank you very much for that. Thank you for uh, helping our membership out, and thank you for sharing your story. And I hope, I, I do. I think of all the tough dynamics in this industry, that whole family dynamic at work is one that seems intractable from time to time. It seems like one of those things that that I, having not done it, and I, I, I don't know what to say, other than I've got a mom and dad, I did, and I have yeah. three brothers, and I can imagine what it would be like to throw us into a business and have us try to figure that out. And uh, I know it's a huge struggle, so I, I'm hoping that that um, people who listen to this will, will take this to heart and listen to it if they have a situation in life that's similar to what you had, whether it's a parent or a son or a daughter.
1: Yeah, definitely. And that's... Uh, I mean, I don't know what the what, what you can possibly learn from me and my stories, but if you got something out of it, then that's awesome. But
0: well, I heard a few things. I heard gratitude, right? That's good. You go back and really so. appreciate what you have. Yeah. Right. Right. So, and uh, but I also heard is humility that you realized that that for certain roles, there's other family members that were better than you were, and you had the self reflection to to live into that and not fight it, not let your
1: ego get in the way, and you made that work. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And, and then, yeah, bad, when they try and fight, then uh, we would get in fights, and I would get pretty self-important, and there were some times I was right, and it was worth fighting for, and yeah. uh, there was a lot more times that I wasn't, and once I, I was a little more open, it was great, but we've always been the kind of family that yeah we fight intensely. We don't do anything without passion, any one of us. We have massively different personalities all up and down the 12 yeah. of us, but we fight hard. And then two minutes later, it's. So we're we going to lunch. That's awesome. Just, well, you're very fortunate, and thank
0: you for sharing all this. Yeah. All right, and thank you all for listening to another very interesting episode here at Leadership Lounge. This is Jack Tester sitting here with Mr. Bobby Hamilton, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks so much.